It sure is good to be back in the Lord's house tonight, and uh, I'm sure glad to see everybody's here. Hope everybody's had a wonderful day. It's uh, been truly a blessed day. Thank God for this day. Thank God for what we're celebrating at uh, Christmas time. I have a scripture come on my heart I'd like to share from the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, and these are the words of Jesus in Matthew 5 and 43. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to shine, or excuse me, he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. So that's a wonderful scripture. Let's all stand for just a moment as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great love that you showed to all mankind when you gave your only begotten Son to die on the cross. God, we thank you that when we're saved by your marvelous grace that you put that love in our soul. God, help us to let that love not only be in our soul but to be in our life and to reflect through our thoughts and our actions and our deeds. God, we just ask you to help us tonight to have church. Help us to have a time of worship that we can worship you in spirit and in truth. God, we ask you these things and, and praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray and amen. You be seated. We turn over to the choir.
I seen Jeremy getting up here with his Bible. I thought it's his turn. But we thankful to be here. Uh, thankful for the service we had this morning. And uh, I'm excited for the service we're going to have tonight. Uh, we ask it this time everybody stand. Anybody got an unspoken request this evening? Remember all them. Anybody got a spoken? else. If not, we'll ask Brian to lead us in prayer. I got a song. I'll tell you this, and uh, I'll go ahead and tell you I'm gonna have to sing a song here in a minute. But uh, uh, I'm gonna have Charles come up here and help me if she would. But uh, I went in there to see my mom, and uh, she is on the phone talking, and. Uh, she didn't hear me come in. She was looking at, uh, looking at her screen there, listening to her 
watching what they saying and she said well Lord's been good to me she said I've got a roof over my head uh, shoes on my feet and uh, I didn't say that quite right but uh, uh, she said the Lord really blessed me and uh, I'm just thankful uh, that she knows where she's going and even though she's in that old nursing home uh, uh, she still praises the good Lord for being good to her. Uh, so y'all just pray for us and we'll try to sing this song. Y'all just pray. As the world looks upon me as I struggle along, they say I have nothing, but they are so wrong. In my heart I'm rejoicing, how I wish they could see. Thank you. Blessings on me. There's a roof up above me. I've a good place to sleep. There's food on my table and shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord. Fine family, thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Now you know I am not wealthy, and these clothes, they're not new. I don't have much money, but Lord, I testimony before we turn it over to our good pastor. If not, we'll turn it over to Terry.
appreciate being here. Appreciate the choir singing and special singing and opening up. And it's good to see everybody. Glad, glad everybody's here. Thank the Lord for visitors to I just uh, want to share something with you and then we'll go on. Uh, uh, excuse me, I feel like I need to tell this. When I got home from church this morning, been here just a little while, I got a phone call. It's from Tina Lee. A lot of you remember Tina. That's uh, one of Troy Lee's daughters. And she was weeping, but it was happy tears. She said, I just had to call you. She said, I watched Lima's service uh, this morning on the live stream. And she said, it really got to me. And she said, I've been praying. And she said, God's forgive me. And said, I've got back in fellowship with the Lord. And she said, I just, uh, I just thank God for letting me watch the service online. And uh, so we talked a little bit. And she said, just as soon as I can, uh, she said, I'm going to go back to church over at Hebron. And uh, so I said, well, that's, honey, that's good. You need to do that and just get in and follow the Lord. But I was just, I was so uplifted and blessed by that. Thank God that uh, uh, she watched and God spoke to her and uh, she did what she needed to. So I want to share that now. Let me ask again, anybody else got a song or testimony? Got a little thought, but it's not really pressing me. You will? Come on. I appreciate it. Say it's good to be here tonight. And, and uh, let me see if I can get this put on this sweater I got on. Am I sounding all right up there, gentlemen? Okay, they gave me the thumbs up. So I want to say it's just a good place to be tonight. And, and I want to say I appreciate that song. And uh, thank you for, for singing that. And uh, when we can sing about how good the Lord is, I think we're doing something right. And uh, so many times we get to a place we think, uh, or the devil tells us, the Lord's not being good to us anymore. Uh, but our, our situations don't dictate how good that God is to us. And, and I'm glad of that. And, and I'll just be honest, I, I'm just going to take my time. And, and if the Lord don't move the way the preaching needs to be, then I'll just be done. I'll just do my best to brag on the Lord, and, and we'll be done. But got just a thought in my heart. And i uh, uh, been thinking a lot the last month or so, uh, maybe longer than that, about the blood. And the uh, Lord's kind of just blessed me with a, with a few thoughts, and I don't know what we need to preach, but uh, I've, I've, I've always been amazed and just wondered at the blood. And uh, as a kid, I knew it, Jesus' blood saved us. I, I knew that, learned that in Sunday school and, and experienced that when I got saved. And can I say it's good to be saved by the blood? And uh, there's, there's nothing else that saves us. And, but I began to wonder, why was it the blood? Why was that so important? And, and I'll tell you, I feel like I don't know a whole lot, but I've learned just a little more than I did when I was a kid. And uh, as I began to grow, there's some verses about the blood that have always just uh, stuck out to me. And one of them in Leviticus, it says that the life of the body is in the blood. And uh, we know that he gave his life for us. And if the life is in the blood that gives to the body, then he had to give his blood to die. 
And uh, I thought back over there uh, in the book of Numbers, uh, the Bible tells us that uh, if a man was a, a murderer, that uh, the blood of the one that was dead, his, his blood defiled the ground and made the ground unfit. And we, we see that in the story of Cain and Abel. And uh, Cain killed his brother Abel, and it said Abel's blood cried up from the ground, and the world was, uh, was made uh, unfit or it was defiled. But it said to, to purge the land or to cleanse the land, you had to take the one that was a murderer, and it was his blood when he was, was taken in capital punishment and killed for his crime, then the land was cleansed by his blood. And we see the greater picture that we are, are spiritually murderers. When, and, and some people say, well, not me, but we look at the Ten Commandments and, and not one of us has ever gotten even the first one completely right. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. If he would have just given us that one, uh, that, that hit every single one of us. And, and, uh, but the Bible says if you offend the law in one part, you've offended the whole thing. And, and so we know that uh, if just one part is broken, that the whole entire thing is, is broken. And, and I think about uh, Moses. He went up on Mount Sinai, and God gave him the, the tablets of stone, the, the commandments or the law. And the moment that he got down from the mountain, he heard the people dancing. They were worshiping other gods. There's the very first one. They, and, and, and it amazes me that, that Aaron, his brother, he said, well, we just put gold in the fire. He said, and two calves jumped out of there. And uh, he lied, too. That, you go down a little farther, you'll find that one on the list, too. And that, in that moment, he threw down those two tablets of stone, and they were broken. See, the moment God gave us the law, uh, it, it was broken from the very beginning. And, and let me say this before we read. Uh, the, one of the very first things that God did in you and me once he created us was give us a conscience. And he, he created Adam and Eve, and he breathed life into Adam, and he said, do not eat of that tree. And that was their conscience. See, we've got a conscience, but the only way for that to be cleansed, to be given a mind that is holy, is by the blood. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Leviticus chapter number 8. And uh, maybe one of the most overlooked books in the Bible. And Jay, it's a hard book to read sometimes. Uh, it's sometimes repetitive and, and just it seems it says the same thing over and over again. But there's so much to learn from the book of Leviticus. And, and uh, this comes from the son of, of uh, his name was Levi, the son of, of Jacob or, or Israel. That was one of the 12 tribes. And that tribe was set apart. Uh, to be God's servants, and they, they were sanctified and used to be God's men uh, to serve in the tabernacle. And, and, and I can't get into all, but Levi, he had three sons, and each one of those sons had a different part in the service of the tabernacle. And can I say this tonight? If you feel like you don't have a place in God's house, there's a place for you. And that goes along with what you preached this morning. You've got a job in the family of God. Don't let the devil tell you that your job's not big enough. That your job isn't as important as the other job. Or, or well, if you do that, it, it's just not as, as highly praised as one of the other jobs. I believe that when we follow God in the small services that he gives us, he'll grow us into what we need to be. And so let me read just a few, just a few verses. Look at verse number 14. Yeah, I believe we'll read 14 and 15. And, and I don't know what all we need to say, but you pray and we'll just, we'll just say what God gives us. In verse 14... Uh, it says, And he brought the bullock for the sin offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the bullock for the sin offering. And verse 15 it says, And he slew it. 
And I want you really to, to, to notice that. Don't skip those four words, and he slew it. And it says, and Moses took the blood and put it upon the horns of the altar round about with his finger and purified the altar. I want you to notice that. And, and if I could give you a title tonight, and I don't know I'll get to all of them, but it would be the purposes of the blood. And there are, in this verse, we, we learn three of the main purposes for what the blood is used for. And the first one is to be purified. And it says, and he took his finger and purified the altar and poured the blood at the bottom of the altar. Now here's the second one, and sanctified it. And here's the last one, to make reconciliation upon it. And so I want you just to notice, and you pray for me, I'll just do my best to, to, to wait on the Lord. And, and thinking about the blood and all that it does for you and me, and we know that we're saved by the blood. And, and I believe that's our first purpose of the blood is that it purges you and me. And the Bible says, let me turn over and get a scripture that ties in so well uh, out of the book of Hebrews in chapter number 9. And, it, and, it, and it, says, it speaks it this way. It says um, in verse 13, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. I love this part. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience. That's talking about the soul, that inward part. There's the conscience God gave us. And when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, our conscience became dirty. Our, what we know, our soul and our spirit was defiled. See, but there's, there's a way to get through that, to get by that. And it's not by what we can do, not by the thoughts that we can change. And you go back a few hundred years and they called it the great enlightenment period where these men were great thinkers. And uh, John Locke and these great writers talked about the freedom of the mind I'll say I never had freedom in my life and in my heart and in my mind like I did the day that he saved me and when he saved my soul he gave me a new mind he said well preach I, he saves our soul not our mind that's true but he puts in us a new mind and you go over into the book of Philippians and it talks about he humbled himself and uh, made himself a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death he said this is the same mind that ought to be in you that was in Christ Jesus and I'll say when I get thinking about me uh, it's, it's what I've got to get done and how I'm feeling and, and I'll just be honest most days I don't wake up feeling like preaching. Uh, there's a lot of mornings I wake up and don't feel uh, uh, like I just came off a great church service on Sunday and, and that's just me. I, I'll just be honest and um, some of you maybe you're not that way but uh, I get up and I've got to get my mind focused on the Lord and I've got to set my affections on things above and, and we know that the Bible Bible says, lay not up your treasures on earth where moth doth corrupt and, and thieves can break through and steal. I'll say this, when he purged my soul with his blood and made me whole, he gave me a treasure that's not put down here on this side, but it's laid up in heaven. Aren't you glad you've got something nobody can take from you? It doesn't matter how bad the economy gets and we put our trust in the 401ks and in the economy and we learned back in 2000 2008, in just a moment, it, we can lose everything we've got, uh, but I've got something greater uh, that He put down on the inside uh, that the economy can't touch, uh, the government can't get to it, and if they come by uh, and pop up, they start locking us up for preaching. Uh, we'll just start a jail ministry together. Uh, Paul did it. Uh, he's loosened the chains of death and of sin before, uh, and I believe if he wanted to, uh, he could do that tonight for somebody. Uh, preacher, what's the blood about? It's 
about being purged and being set free. Oh, we know we love the blood, but can we tell each other why we love the blood? I'm glad for the blood because when I couldn't get to the phone and nobody else could get there, the blood was there. When nobody was around and I was alone in the dark times of my life, I couldn't get to where mom and dad was at and they would have helped me. I couldn't feel like calling somebody. I just felt alone. And I'd say, Lord, where are you at? And he'd say, my blood is still on the doorpost of your heart. And I don't know if you've ever heard that song. It talks about the day of Passover. And way back yonder in Egypt at the tenth plague, they said, take the blood and put it on the doorpost of the house. And he said, that little boy, he'd tell his dad, he said, Dad, is that blood still there? He said, come here and let me show it to you. He said, come let me show it to you. I want you to know, don't be worried. He said, fret not yourself because of evildoers. The blood is still there. We draw our power from the blood. We draw our peace from the blood. He said, let the peace of God rule in your heart. And that word rule, it says, let it officiate. And like in an old basketball game, when somebody come across the arm too hard, and that ref, he'd blow the whistle, he'd call that foul. If you fouled him too hard, they'd give you a technical. I'd say, you did it on purpose. Oh, when God, oh, when that conscience begins to stir up in your heart, oh, when sin becomes, oh, it starts to come into your life and temptation is knocking at the door. Oh, think about what the blood cost him. Oh, think about everything that he gave. Oh, and today we draw our power and our peace from the blood. I don't know about you, oh, but I can say I love his blood. I'm glad he gave it oh, that I could live and I could have life abundantly. I'm not a dead man on the inside. I'm alive because of the blood. It ought to stir something up in you. I just say I've been washed in the blood. I didn't get sprinkled like they did in the Old Testament. And they were over in Hebrews. It said most things were purged by the blood and sanctified. Moses would sprinkle the people. He'd sprinkle the book. Aren't you glad he didn't just sprinkle us? There is a crimson flow that I was plunged in. I went down. I was baptized in water right here about 21 years ago. But I'd already been baptized in His blood the day that I got saved. The first purpose is that He purges you and me by His blood. Ain't that good? I love this. Let me get the rest of this. He said how much more of the law was good and it purged the flesh and cleansed the flesh. But the Bible says the blood of bulls and goats that never saved anybody the law never made unto anyone perfect but the bringing in of a better hope did a preacher was there something wrong with the law the Bible says the law was holy and perfect and the commandment was holy and just and good but there was a problem in you and me we were the problem in the law he said this way but the bringing in of a better hope did what God had back then was perfect but he made something more perfect in the New Testament. How's that possible? God outdid Himself. He was good back then. But if I could say it, He's better today. I'm glad to be saved by His blood. And if you've been saved today, you can say you're thankful for the blood. Oh, I love that. But He said, How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God. Listen, purge. You hear that word purge? That means to cleanse thoroughly. Uh, and uh, you and I, we can't cleanse our, and purge our soul. Uh, get 
in the shower. He ain't got a washcloth that'll get down far enough. There's not a soap that can quench you enough. But there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from. There's that word at Christmas, Emmanuel's veins. That means God be with us. He came down at Christmas and gave us His life. Gave us His blood. Are you happy for the blood tonight? If we can't shout on the blood at Christmas time, we've not got anything to shout about. I love His blood. And I'm glad for it today. I'm trying to get through that verse. He said, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? I couldn't even work for God until He saved me. But now that I've been saved, I can work for Him. Let me hurry. I'm not going to preach much longer. I'll tell you that. Go back to Leviticus with me. Uh, let me. That's the first purpose of the blood. Uh, and, and Moses, it said he would put his finger uh, down in the blood. And uh, I love this. Uh, it said that the, the priests there, what they would do, uh, they would take their hand and put it in the blood. And it said they'd put some of that blood on their ear. Am I getting that right, Carl? They'd have the blood on their ear. You say, preacher, what's that for? Everything you hear, it ought to come by the blood. Uh, everything we listen to ought to come by the blood. Uh, I didn't know I need to preach on this. Uh, uh, but i got to say it some of the stuff we listen to oh, we ought to turn it off and never turn it back on uh, some of the shows that we listen to on television uh, some of the things that we watch on Netflix we ought to turn them off and let me just be honest with you and this is about killing me to preach this I'll just tell you uh, but watch this uh, there, there's a lot of shows you watch them on Netflix uh, they'll give you a whole season it seems everything's good they don't swear a whole lot uh, but then you get right at the end and they put somebody from the LGBTQ plus community and I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times I've had to turn it off. If those things don't convict you, you ought to go back to the blood and look at the price that it cost him to give you the blood. If he saved you, it's time you act like it. And that brings us to the next purpose, which is to be sanctified. Do you know that word means to be set apart? I would to God each one of us would say, I'm not happy looking like the world, talking like the world, sounding like the world. I want to be set apart. He said, preacher, I've been bad. I've got good news. Sanctification. It is a process. It's a one that we go through repentance. Don't show me a Christian that got saved and claimed they was perfect their whole life. Not one of us ever have been. But by the way of repentance, He draws us into Him time and time again. Oh, sanctification. It means to be set apart. Oh, but there, let me go back to the to the priest. I'm, I'm winding down, I promise you. He said, put the blood on your ear. And some, he put it on his thumb. Everything you lay your hand to, it's got to come. Now watch this. To obtain the blood, there had to be a death. Now, uh, let me watch this. It says in verse 15, and he slew him. Uh, can I put down some bad doctrine just for a moment? Uh, there's people for a long time that have said, uh, Jesus just passed out on the cross. Uh, can I I tell you that was impossible. You know why God's word said he gave up the ghost. That means he died. Uh, now watch this. You know when we go to give blood and, and I like doing that sometimes. Uh, they put that needle in and they extract the blood out. Uh, God didn't put the needle in his son's arm. He killed his own son. He said it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He didn't hold back judgment from his son. That's you and me. He said he's purged us and he's, he's saved us hundreds 
into a good work. But now that you've got the blood, and when the death has happened, because He died for you, because you've been purged, now you can listen by the blood. You can work by the blood. You can't even work in the church without the blood. Not one of us would be here today without the blood. It's a bloody way. Don't take the blood out of the church. We need to keep it in the church. Oh, but now watch this. Uh, the last place they would put him, uh, they would take that blood from the dead uh, sacrifice, they put it on his big toe. The, Bible, the King James calls it his great toe. And we'll call it that tonight, the great toe. And that means, hey, you know, the first thing that gets wherever you go is your foot. I believe we ought to walk in the way of the blood everywhere we go. I wish somebody help me preach tonight. I, I'm feeling a little better the farther I get into this. I get preaching on the blood. It starts letting the chains fall off of me. He said, preacher, I've got chains. You ought to get some of the blood on those chains. They'll start removing those things from you. I've got weights in my mind. I'll bring it. His blood can cover it. His blood can delete it. I'm glad of that. He didn't just take my sin and set it aside. He took it and cast it as far as the east is from the west. I've got to stop right there. If you get tired of me, just leave. Lord, have mercy. Let me preach this for a minute. Back in the Old Testament, the high priest, when he would take the blood and go in for the atonement offering on that great day, he would take the blood and put it on the eastward part of the mercy seat. Nothing was placed on the other side. But when Christ came, it said He cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. He covered it all. He didn't leave anything uncovered. I'm glad today, Brother Mike, He didn't miss anything on me. When He purged me, He got it all. He saved me to the uttermost. He didn't save me on the installment plan. A little here and a little there. He gave His blood and it saved me that day to the uttermost. That's completely in full head. Let me get this last part. Now I'm, I'm done. In the last part, the last purpose of the blood after we're sanctified is for reconciliation. You know what that word means? To be brought back together. And we know when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, what did God do? He cast them out. And some people miss this. They say He put a flaming sword at the door to keep them out and keep them away from the tree of life. It says He put it there to keep the way of the tree of life. Did you know you've got access to the tree of life? Oh, preacher, what are you talking about? He hung it there outside of the city and that great tree he died on it to give us life and that we would have it more abundantly we've got access to that tree we've tasted of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil we've got both of them that, that's our conscience good and evil we know right from wrong oh but I'm telling you he set me free from that by his blood and that sword what's the sword for it's not made to cut around the edges it's made to kill oh and that's what had to happen for us to have a way in back to God to be reconciled. We needed the death. And Moses, he didn't just extract the blood. He had to kill that animal. And God, He didn't just pass out on the cross. He didn't swoon on the cross. He died and was buried for three days. Oh, but I want to say today, He got up with all authority. How preacher, how did He do it? He 
got up because he was holy. His blood, it's not like your blood and my blood. His blood is royalty. His blood is holy. And so there by the death of Jesus Christ, we are reconciled. And for reconciliation to happen, you've got to have two parties. And both parties, they come back together. And now I love this. It's one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible. It says, there's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. For a mediator is not of one, but God is one. What's that mean? And I'm in right here. Eric, come get your song. Can you do that? Let's sing something about the blood. I swear, please do that. But watch this. A mediator. I remember being a kid, and I swear I preach about you all the time, even when you ain't there. Dad, you all know he's an attorney, and they do things called mediations. I remember being about 12 or 13. He said, I, I, I got mediations. I said, what's that mean? I don't even know what that is. He said, that's where we try and get things settled outside of court, that they don't have to go and pay a judge. And he said, I try and bridge the gap between both sides. And so we know God is holy, and man is sinful, and man can't come in the presence of a holy God. That's what he told Moses. He said, no man has seen my face and lived. He said, you can see my backside and my legs. He said, but you can't see my face. And so this mediator, another word for that is attorney, one that helps us. I want you to know we've got the best attorney, the best advocate that there's ever been. Dad, I love you, but you ain't as good of an attorney as what Jesus is. He's far greater. I think you'll take second to Him, maybe even third. That'd be all right. But I want you to know, it says He sits at the right hand of the Father forever to make intercession for you and me. What that means is, even when we're not praying, He's praying for us. What's that mean even? When we're not feeling real good, He's praying for us. He's helping us when we can't help ourselves. Oh, but now, a mediator, watch this, He's bridging the gap between two parties. And there was only one way that that was possible. God had to become man to save man from his own sin. And so Jesus, at Christmas time, He put on the body of flesh. He said, sacrifice and offering. Thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared for me. And He said, I didn't come just to live, but I came to die. And when He died, the mediatorial office of Jesus Christ, it was fulfilled. And He was all God, and He was all man. And with one foot on the sands of time, and one foot over on glory, He grabbed you, and He grabbed the hand of God, and He brought us back together. That is reconciliation. It was only by the blood we could ever be reconciled. Lord, do you see it tonight? Oh, we're purged by the blood. Oh, I just broke this. I'm in trouble now. Uh, y'all going to send for my taxes here at the church, ain't you? Uh, Lord have mercy. Let me just hold it. We'll get it later. Oh, I'm sorry about that. But watch this. Uh, we've got everything we need because of the blood. We're purged. We're saved by the blood. Now, a lot of people, here's my, the last part. Get ready to sing. There are some folks believe you've got to be sanctified before you get purged. See, that's where we part with some Christian faith is that we know you can't become holy to get saved. Is that true? You've got to be saved to become holy. And once I got saved, and, and I'll say this tonight, I'll, I'll preach it at Crouches Creek, I'll preach it here at Lima. 
If you, are, you believe you're saved and God has never worked sanctification in your life, I don't believe it. If you're saved and you're God's child, He will correct you. That's one of the ways we know we're saved. I'm not preaching that to be on you. I'm preaching that to let you know where you stand with God. Uh, can I quote Mike Callahan? He said, good singing will let you, make you feel like you're going to heaven. He said, but good preaching will let you know if you're going to heaven. Oh, I'm glad for the good preaching of the gospel here at Lima Missionary Baptist. We need the blood today just as much as we ever have. But once I got saved, He worked on me. Lord, do you all know me? Uh, so many failures in my life. But the Lord looks on me and says, I still love you. I still see value in you because I gave my blood and it's upon you. You say, preacher, I've been too bad to live for the Lord. That's a lie right out of hell. God loves you today. And if you've been bad, get right. And if you're not living right now, come get in. It's better living for Him than living without Him. Ain't that true standing? I told you I was done. Grandpa, come help us. I'll stand here at the pulpit. Somebody tonight needs His blood. Can you come? Come come get the help you need. Come get the help you need. Lord, nothing, nothing but the blood. Ain't that true? There's nothing but the blood. Oh, He wants to bring us back to God in our soul, in our spirit, in our mind. Praise God. share this and I'm done. In the Old Testament in, in Leviticus, there was a sacrifice that, that involved two, two doves. And what they would do, they would take one dove and they would kill it over, over a pot of water. And its blood would fall down into that, that water. And they would take the other dove and they would dip it down in, plunge it down in that bloody water and they would set him free. And see, the only person that could ever do that, to die and live was Jesus Christ. By His blood He died, but by His blood He also got up. The Spirit raised Him from the dead. And I believe this fully in my heart. The Bible says that the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Him bodily. We say, preacher, what do you mean? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they were all within Jesus Christ. All that God is, His whole person, it's in Jesus. If we need help, it's in the name of Jesus. It's in His blood today. I'm telling you, I believe somebody ought to come get the help that He's offering you and me. Just come. His blood, it can wash it away. The times I've been stressed out, His blood can dissolve that. The times I've been in need, his blood, it meets my need. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter number 8, it says the old was good, but this New Testament, the new covenant, it's built on better promises. He's coming back to get us. We don't hear it preached enough. He's on His way back. Get ready while you can. You ought to make room for Him. He made room for you. Sing that next verse. Would you, can you do that please? Somebody ought to come. I believe that in my heart. His blood is worthy. Y'all come. 
Amen. If God's speaking to you, you need to come. Obey the Lord. Well, I like that message about the blood. I appreciate it. It takes the blood. That's what God gave you to preach for us tonight. The blood. If you've never been saved, you haven't been washed in the blood. If you are saved, you've been washed in the blood. That's saying the same thing. That means you've been cleansed. Saved by His grace. Would there be just one that comes? Obey the Lord. Obey tonight. Nothing but the blood. All of the work. Just the blood. Amen. Please obey the Lord. Let God have His way. Let Him put that blood in you. Give you eternal life. Put the love, power of God in you. Give you joy, unspeakable. Run your cup over. Obey the Lord. song and a good message and that uh, message about the blood bless my heart I thank the Lord for it that good song went with it good nothing but the blood of Jesus tied right together I'm glad I've been washed in the blood and I was thinking it's just a simple thought but you know in, in natural things if you get blood on you just that's really dirty hard to get off and just uh, quite a situation but with the blood of Christ there's nothing dirty about it. It's the cleanest thing that there ever was. It's the only thing that will clean the soul of a sinful man or woman, boy or girl. That's what he preached tonight. Troy preached about the, the aspects of the blood. And so I'm glad that our Lord, and uh, I've mentioned this a number of times, when I was just a, a youngster, uh, there's a lot of folks said that uh, Jesus spilled his blood at Calvary, and they didn't mean any harm, I'm sure. That's not accurate. It, it wasn't spilled. Spill, a spill is an accident. But Jesus shed his blood, and he allowed his blood to be shed. And so it was given, uh, not spilled. And so that ties in with what Trey preached tonight, and I appreciate the message. It's good to be here tonight. Anybody got anything on your heart? Say or do a song or testimony? Or, uh, just follow the Lord. And I, like I say again, I appreciate this whole service. So, Start to finish, and uh, appreciate the songs, and appreciate the preaching, and opening up, and just everything. So, anybody got anything? Well, let me mention this. You know, this is a week before our business meeting. We usually have brotherhood meeting, but I talked to some of the men, and I said, you know, if we don't, if nobody knows anything really serious we need to talk about, our crowd's low anyway, not a lot of men here. We could just skip it. Uh, 
But if anybody knows anything we need to talk about or discuss, because our business meets next Sunday night, well, I'll be glad to go ahead and have it. But if not, we'll just skip that uh, Brotherhood meeting and uh, maybe have one later. And, uh, but we're glad to be here tonight and, and uh, glad of everybody's come. I think all things considered, I think we've got a good crowd. That's smaller number than usual, but circumstances. And uh, so we got a good crowd. I appreciate everybody's here. And, and again, I appreciate everybody's watching. And that reminds me of what I told you earlier about uh, Sister Tina Lee watching this morning and uh, getting down praying. Boy, she, when she called me, she was just she was still sobbing and uh, just praising the Lord. And it touched my heart. I got, I got a real blessing out of it. So i like to get more reports like that. Uh, bless me. Anything on anybody's heart before we come to a close? that testimony. Thank you. Someone else. Well, let me remind everybody again, uh, uh, Saturday night, New Year's Eve, God, we're going to be having service here at 7 o'clock, just having one service. Uh, but we're going to have service, and God, we're going to have baptizing. Excuse me, and uh, Brother uh, Jordan Martin be preaching for